What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop out of drive through. My name is Terrence Moore. You already know what it is at Rhythm and Redemption on Instagram. I'm here to host you through your meal today. And today we're going to do that through the topic. Or should I say today was on the menu leftovers. And no, I don't mean we eating leftovers for communion. We're not going back on the old episode. What I mean is that we're talking about leftovers. Now, <laughs> to go into what I mean by that, if you've been anywhere on the planet within these past couple of weeks, you've heard of Popeye's new spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, I really struggled to try my hardest to not talk about this sandwich on Commuters Communion. I really didn't want to. Y'all know I'm a Popeye's connoisseur. But this is the word the Lord gave to me. <laughs> um, what was funny, though, is I was on social media and I, I peeped this joint uh, that was going around this meme that was talking about McDonald's McChicken. And they were like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We got to give our respect to that McChicken because that was there when y'all was in the struggle, when y'all were in college and you ain't had no money. Like, you needed to get to the next paycheck. That dollar menu McChicken will get you through. It's just funny. Like, it reminded me, um, it reminded me that even if the McChicken necessarily wasn't your struggle, you weren't on that level of struggle. Um, maybe it wasn't that $1 McChicken that got you through. Maybe it was the struggle of um, going home and just making the spaghetti that you made on Sunday night dinner and making that last you through the whole week. Maybe you had to go through that struggle. My point is, is sometimes all you got is a little bit. And that little bit, you got to make it to a lot of bit. You had to make it into enough. Like I said, that can come through you having to make a couple of couple dollar meals to make it through the week or it can come through you having to make one big meal stretch you out through the rest of the week i've been in that struggle before um of going home and taking on leftovers um and my point of why i bring that all up is that sometimes i feel like all i got is leftovers to get me through in general um sometimes those leftovers sometimes that little bit sometimes that barely enough comes circumstantially it comes financially sometimes it comes in the form of energy sometimes it comes in the form of encouragement and hope but not only is it like that in life sometimes but maybe it's like that in our spiritual life sometimes maybe it's like that in our spiritual life to where we just feel like we only got a little bit maybe one of our old strong suits it can be enough to muster up some strength and encouragement to make it through the week. Sometimes you feel like you're in your reserve. Sometimes you feel like you won't eat. Sometimes you're feeling like you're running over on the leftovers of Sunday and trying to make it through the week. And that's human. That's something that I can relate to. Let me point out a couple of different forms in which you can feel like that way spiritually. Maybe it feels like you don't really have enough faith or what it takes to really just push through and live well during a time. Maybe you feel like you're running on E with your time or your energy or your faith and your encouragement. And you don't feel like personally within your own emotional and spiritual bank that you have enough for God to move in. 
we know that he says in his word, there was that part where somebody was like, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Or the Lord often like rebuking his disciples saying, oh, ye of little faith. Sometimes maybe you feel like that's you. You just running on leftovers. You just running on E. So maybe it's that. Or maybe another scenario, another form is the belief that maybe you're on the leftover batch, the second string batch, the third priority batch of God's list, of God's care. So maybe it's the belief that you think you're on the bottom of God's priority list. Maybe there's other people who've been way more righteous, more faithful, have way more pressing and important issues. You know, you just don't really feel like it's something that you should waste God's time with. Both of those are forms where I can feel like we can feel like we're kind of running on spiritual leftovers, either getting the leftover attention of God, like we don't deserve it, or, you know, there's other things or other more people who are more important, or like that we just don't have enough within ourselves to move the way we want to. So both of those positions, I got something for you today. And that's within the main point of this episode. And that's this. Through the gospel, faith can turn what you see as leftovers into an all-satisfying meal. To look into that will be in Matthew chapter 9, verses 15 through 22. I'll read it for us. And it reads... Actually, starting at verses 18, it says, While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch its garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly, the woman was made well. So, I want to look at this verse. It's really a fascinating verse. And I think there's two things that I want to point out within this verse, this passage. The first one is that God has enough when you feel like you don't have much. It's very simple. The second thing is that God has enough when you feel like he doesn't have much for you. To go into that first point, God has enough when you feel like you don't have much. When you're looking at this passage, this woman had very low expectations of God. Are actually maybe not even necessarily of God, and maybe not even the, of the results of what that um, what God would do. But she had low expectations of that interaction. You know, she didn't really want a one on one. She really didn't even want Facetime with God. She didn't really call him and want him to turn around. Nothing like that. It was a low expectations of what that personal interaction would be like, and you know that's what it can be like sometimes within our walk. Um, Sometimes we want God to do like magnificent things, but with actually very low interaction or low expectations of ourselves by interaction with him. With this woman, though, it was kind of justified or at least we can think that it was societally. She was an outcast because of her condition. She couldn't be around people because she was ceremonially unclean. Physically, 
the condition had left her probably without any energy itself. It was a blood issue, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that had its effects physically. And then that's not even thinking about the social emotional impact of, of carrying that for 12 years. This woman was probably on E. Even with that, we see that she had resolve to see Jesus and to see wholeness through her interaction with Jesus. I'm really just fascinated by the fact that like she came up and in verse 21, it says she said this to herself. If I only touch the garment, I'll be made well. It wasn't like she said it like out loud. It wasn't like she proclaimed to Jesus like, oh, Lord, just let me. She said she said this to herself again. She was so used to being so like isolated and excluded from society. She had to preach to herself and encourage herself. And that was just also just an effect of, again, like she's probably on E. Like she didn't have expectations of the interaction. She proclaimed the thing that even she believed to herself. And sometimes that's what we have to do as believers. Maybe you don't think uh, maybe you're waiting for like your boss to acknowledge you. Maybe you're waiting for like your family to acknowledge you. Maybe you're waiting for the Lord to to speak down from heaven and to give you this word that you should already know. But maybe the Lord is waiting on you to know the truth that you already that he's already instructed you through his word and through his promises. And maybe he's waiting on you to proclaim it to yourself and to move off of that as this woman did. This woman said to herself, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. And so all I have to say within this first point, the prerequisite to you being made whole and to you feeling healing and restoration isn't these grand expectations or just this big move, but enough faith for the Lord to move, uh, to move and to restore it. Like the Lord just needs your faith. He don't need all these expectations. He don't need, um, he don't need you to feel like you're on full, like that you have a lot to offer. You can feel completely isolated. You can feel discouraged. You can feel a lot of things. But if you know that, like, with even the slightest bit of interaction with Jesus, touching his garment, do you feel that way about his presence? If you can just get on the outskirts of God's presence, that's enough to pull you in like a planet's gravitational force. If you can get on the outskirts of his goodness, he can pull you in and make you whole. And so that's just good news. Again, the main point for today is just that um, through the gospel, faith can turn what you see as leftovers into an all-satisfying meal. And that's what we see with this woman, even within just the little bit that she had when she didn't have much. And that's what God can do. And that's how God can be enough. And so be encouraged by that. The second point I, I have is that God has enough when you feel like he does not have anything for you. And so the funny thing about this interaction, again, like this ruler had come up to God and was already talking to him about his daughter being dead. Jesus had turned and was on his way there. God was on a mission. He was focused. Um, but yet in the midst of him focusing, in the midst of him going completely the other direction, the Lord found it within his compassion, within his nature to turn and give his attention to this woman that came up with him to him. That's what happens in the text. And I think we think that doesn't happen anymore in our life. I think we think because like we've disqualified ourselves from grace, which does not happen. I think because we think like there's other people who deserve our attention. I think because we think like, Lord, our track record probably ain't good enough for you to pay attention to little sinful me. The Lord is like, man, bump all of that. And he has himself to give to you. His interaction is so humanizing. It's so dignifying. It's so restoring. Once the woman touches his garment, Jesus turns 
Do you know the Lord turns for you? Do you know that when you you have a Holy Spirit that's interceding to the Father for you? And so when you have things that beckon for the Lord's attention, even if you think the Lord has turned the other way, Jesus turns for you. He turns and he sees her. The Lord sees you fully in all of your mess and all of your foolishness and all the things that you see and think you don't have much that would make him want to see you in turn. It says the Lord turns and sees her and he says, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And so again, just to continue on, to pick those apart, he tells her two things that are extremely restoring even before he tells her that she's healed. He tells her, one, take heart. So I know you have reason to be discouraged and to be um, upset and to be completely disheartened, but take heart. I'm looking at you. I see you. I am here with you within this moment. Nobody can take away within this moment that I have with you. And that's the same thing when it comes to our life. Nothing can, nobody and nothing can take away from the moment and the presence and the communion that the Lord has purchased and bought and given to you. And so he says, take heart. And then the thing he says right after that is just as powerful. He says, take heart, daughter. So after all the years of isolation, all the years of of um, illness, all the years of suffering, he still finds it within himself to call her daughter. And that's what the Lord does to you. I know you may be thinking like, man, I ain't been to church in too long. Or man, I just did this sin whenever. You know, the Lord still calls you son. The Lord still calls you daughter. And he does that because he turns around and sees you. And I think that's what we need to know. When we think that we're on the bottom of God's priority list, he turns around and says, be encouraged, be a full heart, be be lightened and know that you're my son, you're my daughter. And the difficult thing about that is what follows the next phrase of that sentence. Your faith has made you well. And so if you've been suffering with an illness or an ailment for 12 years, it's hard to know that the Lord, to know and to believe that the Lord sees you and gives you life and tells you that you're his daughter. If you've been running away from God, it's hard and it takes faith to believe that the Lord might want to be in relationship with you. When you see all these other people that you see is more worthy of God's attention, it takes something else apart from your own logic to believe that the Lord wants to be with you. And that very thing is faith. And that's why the Lord credits that woman's faith to her healing. He immediately says instantly, the woman was made well. And so that's that's our encouragement for today. The requisite to healing, to wholeness, to restoration isn't a feeling of fullness, isn't a feeling of worthiness, isn't for you to feel like you on your best self. The requisite to all of those things is faith. The Lord can respond to that. He can take when you feel like you're on E, when you feel like you have nothing but leftovers, or when you feel like you only deserve the Lord's leftovers. He can take faith and turn that into an all-satisfying meal. He can turn it into a miracle. He can turn it into a situation that you did not expect. He can take it into a place of life and of just birthing wonderful things in you. And that's because he moves by grace, not by what you think you've done or what you think you've deserved. He moves by grace, unmerited favor. And that's satisfying. So as I leave y'all, of course, you know, I got to put something in to go plate. So uh, when I think about the to go plate for today's point, again, the main point was that through the gospel, faith can turn what you see as leftovers into an all satisfying meal. And so I want to leave you with two questions really to think about as you leave from here. The first one is this. At your emptiest and your perceived least deserving points, 
do you still see God as your most willing and satisfying option? So this is about your outlook. When you feel when you're on on E or when you feel like you least deserve it, do you still see the Lord as the one most willing to fulfill you and the one who is the most satisfying option in fulfilling you? Think on that. Second thing on your to-go plate that you can speak to the Lord about. If Jesus himself told you, take heart, daughter, take heart, son, do you have the availability to him to be refilled? You got to think on that because that takes faith to be available to something, to be available to someone, especially if that availability is countering all your feelings and all your thoughts. So do you have the availability to listen and respond to and trust if the Lord was to tell you to take heart, daughter, to take heart, son? So that's that's where we're landing for today. Those are the things on your to-go plate. I'm going to pray to close us out. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much, oh God, for being our living bread, oh God, our satisfying water, our living water. Dear God, I thank you, O oh Lord, because you're good to us eternally, O oh Lord, and that regardless of how full we feel or how empty we feel or how deserving we feel of your presence, oh God, you are good. Um, I pray for anyone listening who just struggles with that, who has doubts of that, oh Lord, just doesn't think that they've justified enough. Please remind them, oh God, that all the justification that you needed to give them attention and love and restoration, all of that justification was proved upon the cross within the finished work of your crucifixion and resurrection. Oh, Lord, that's the only thing that you look. That was the paid ransom for attention to the listener. Oh, God. So I pray that through your spirit, oh, Lord, that you would awaken new just feeling satisfaction, that you would awaken expanded realms of faith so that people can access you regardless of how they feel. Dear Lord, please do that out of your goodness and through your grace and through the gospel, which just counters all of our own carnal and worldly notions of of what we get. We do that and we ask that through the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate it for riding with me today. Um, I will see you at the next episode. Of course, do not forget to subscribe if you ain't already to share, review, all of that. And until next time, as always, stay fed.